When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before this episode of the Final Word Podcast, another quick update from our friends at Brick Lane Brewing. We are grateful for Brick Lane support through the weekly episode, Storytime. Did you hear Daniel Norcross's wild 904 triumph? Are you kidding me? Start with Storytime 59 and then follow it up with Storytime 60. Totally worth it. And also, the daily episodes. Adam and Jeff have been super busy. You can find all of those, the daily episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can watch them on the Final Word Cricket Podcast YouTube channel. There are currently 23,000 subscribers. We'd love to get that to 25,000. So if you are not a subscriber to the Final Word Cricket Podcast YouTube channel, please stop by, check it out, and if you like it, subscribe, and then you'll never miss a video. In cricket, there are great partnerships. Podcasting is no different. It's the partnership between the show, Adam and Jeff, the sponsor, Brick Lane Brewing, and you, the listener. I'd use your name, but I don't know who you are. But thank you. In addition to subscribing to the YouTube channel, please check out Brick Lane Brewing on Instagram and Facebook. Say hello and tell them the final word sent you. You can order all your Brick Lane favorites at bricklanebrewing.com. It's a super easy way to get your hands on all of the various brews. Brick Lane Brewing, based and brewed in Melbourne, Australia. Great city, great beer. Thank you, Brick Lane Brewing, for being part of The Final Word. And as always, thank you for listening. That's enough from me. Now, Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, and The Final Word. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. It's The Final Word, Ashes Daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon situated outside the Melbourne Cricket Ground. And it was one of those days at the G, especially the last 45 minutes or so. Jeff, have a crack at summing it up in 30 seconds, please. It was a wild day at the MCG. Uh, the English started working through Australia. They were one down at the start of the day. And then, oh, Marnus Labuschagne nicks off for one. James Anderson bowls Steve Smith for 16. And suddenly, they worked through Australia for 267. James Anderson bowls 14 overs for 17 runs. No, the other way around. 17 <laughs> overs, 14 runs at one stage. Uh, worked through them. The deficit was only 82 and then England lost four for 31 before the close. Cummins and Stark went wild. The top three gone. Stark was on a hat-trick. Night Watchman out. Crazy. They're 51 behind. Could win by an innings, Australia? Or they could lose a small target chasing. I don't know. Crazy. Jeff, you and I are lucky to call this place our home ground. We grew up in Melbourne. We've seen so much happen here and on nights like tonight, last hour of play, every single member of the crowd is engaged every ball has been clapped in it's really special, Australia taking four wickets before the close, all but shutting the door on England in this series it was something else, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins Stark on a hat trick, bowl and two wickets in the penultimate over a play I think it was, the first over he bowled 
everything went right. After a day where it was fairly sketchy for the home side. And interesting that it was Cummins in the first innings. It was Stark who came good in the second, even though his first over was wayward and he was bowling wide. The only hope for England, as it has been all year, is that Joe Root is still there. He made it through to Stumps unscathed. He's got Ben Stokes with him. They're only 51 behind. They could. They could set <laughs> Australia something. They could set them 150. And it probably wouldn't be that testing on what will be day three of the test match, not day five. Batting last is not quite as scary on what's supposed to be the best day for batting. But this surface has been tricky. No one's really got in on it. No one made a big score. Marcus Harris made 70 odd, but he looked pretty dicey all the way through. Lots of plays and misses. Uh, it wasn't easy. There were no easy runs to be had. Australia's big three with the bat didn't fire. And England had definitely had their best day with the ball and in the field. They, there were a couple of missed chances, but they were difficult ones. Joss Butler had a, an inside edge from Smith way down the leg side that he couldn't quite have got to. And then there was a, a stumping that absolutely ripped from Jack Leach where... Butler was blindsided uh, yeah. by it was it was uh, it was Harris, wasn't it, who came down the wicket, and, and Butler got that on his wrist and, and couldn't take it cleanly. But they weren't obvious dismissals. Aside from that, the chances were taken. Yep. There was some good catching, you know, Crawley and, uh, among others, and England produced. But the batting doesn't produce. The batting doesn't back up what the bowlers do. And there was a note in frustration. I spoke to James Anderson for the Stumps interview and, and he specifically said, we haven't had a big score from a batsman in this series. We haven't had 100. We need that. We need somebody to do that for us in this innings. And it was very specific. Yeah, and that'll probably get written up as, you know, Anderson slags off batters. But really, he's just stating the bleeding obvious there, isn't he? Because what England have done today is commendable on a number of levels, not least the fact that they got to the ground at five past ten after a COVID scare inside their camp. Four people in their camp, albeit family members and support staff, not, not players themselves, but still in that bubble environment, four people coming down with COVID. That could really send them off the, the brink, considering where they were yesterday too, getting bowled out for 185. But by contrast, it seemed to galvanise them. The way to Anderson bowled before lunch, that spell of six overs, five maidens, one for one, knocking over Steve Smith in the process. And it wasn't just the way he knocked him over, it was the way he beat the bat, both batters at the time, Harris and Smith before that, which... And Labuschagne, who, who was out cheaply for one as well. Uh, you know, they, the England Seamers, basically executed plan A, which had they bowled first at the Gabba all those weeks ago, then, then maybe they would have uh, mm. had similar conditions to do that in had they picked the right team and all those bygones now. However, they get to the end of the day and they can't convert it to a, a win for an entire day. They can win a session or two. We've seen that from England. They can win a session or two, mm. but they can't win a day and you can't win test matches without winning days. And that leaves them in a situation where I appreciate your perspective that they could get 120 ahead and roll Australia. That might happen. The more likely scenario, 51 behind still, one wicket early tomorrow. This might well be over by two or three in the afternoon. And, mm. and that's kind of ridiculous given where England were at 5.30 this evening. Well, yeah. As I said off the top, it, it could it could be an innings defeat could still. Be. You know, could the, be. The way that they've played so far in this series, it all hinges on Joe Root sticking around as, as it has done all year, and there must be that frustration for him as well. It was really tough going out there. The I saw the data stuff from Crickviz saying that they have a, an expected wickets metric yep. in terms of how dangerous the bowling is. They said that was the best five overs of fast bowling since they started keeping records 15, 16 so years ago. So this was Anderson's no, no, Cummins and Stark. Oh, sorry, right. 
the, okay, the, the best, okay. the most dangerous five yeah. overs. And actually in that five overs, I think England only lost the one wicket in that first bit, but then, then Stark came along and, and ripped through two in successive oh, balls. I mean, so. how did Cummins not get a wicket in that spell? Yeah. Six overs, three maidens, none for spit. But forget about the analysis. It's the number of times. Crickvis had another stat yesterday that 61% of the liveries were hitting a good line and a good length. So effectively landing it on a handkerchief. Mm. And that's what Cummins has turned himself into. He's irrepressible. Uh, he's relentless. And it means that he creates a sort of pressure that means that Stark down the other end doing what he can do so well with the new ball, roared on by the great southern stand. Mm-hmm. We talked about that energy before that the MCG can produce. We saw Stark do that last year against India on the first evening. Similar conditions that night too. That is, I mean, for Hamid, uh, new to his test career, new to this stage of his test career, and Crawley, who's barely batted in three months, on the back of, what, one and a half tour games, straight into the 11, they never stood a chance. They didn't stand a chance, but the real hammer blow was David Milan, who has played so well, comes out, faces up, first ball, bang, on the pad. And he did review it, and the DRS had it, umpire's call on both height and leg stump. It was sort of clipping the leg bail just about. So maybe shouldn't have been given, but, you know, umpire Paul Wilson was a bowler, and it looked good enough to him. On days like today, on nights like that, those get given. Especially when it's first up, I reckon. And as for the hat-trick ball, I mean, we might come back to this with Hall of Fame in a moment. I mean, we're talking, you know, cigarette paper away from the outside edge of route. Yeah. I think half the cordon thought he'd edged it. So nearly uh, the 47th test hat trick. It would have been first Australian since Peter Siddle, the sixth at the MCG, but no, not to be. And your first in person. Which, yes, uh, which, yes. Which I'm, kind of, I'm kind of preempting the Hall of Fame, but yes, <laughs> it'll, never, it'll never happen. Um, it was just a thrilling spell of bowling, I've got to say. And, and today, I mean, the ups, the downs, the way it started. At the start of the day, we thought the whole match, the whole series could be called off. And then yeah. within half an hour, they were saying, oh, England are on their way to the ground. They, and they're going to start on time. Yeah, well, they when started they arrived, half an hour late. No, no, no. But yeah. when they arrived, the, the message we got from Cricket Australia was that play will start at yeah. 10.30. Some, I guess it would have been 27, 28 minutes after they'd mm-hmm. got their team bus parked and rolled out onto the field. Now, quite quickly trying to warm up, but I suppose they realised that it wasn't possible uh, to, at that point, uh, get on the park. But, yeah. but still, I mean, the very idea of doing limited warm-up uh, and then have to go at it. Maybe that played to their advantage a little bit, being able to take their focus away from what happened yesterday and, and deal with, a, I guess, a more immediate concern. Well, I, I think they just focused on the job at hand. They kept their patience, except for a little bit. In There was a, a couple of late partnerships between Mitchell Stark and Patrick Cummins and then Stark and, and Scott Boland where mm. Joe Root was throwing the field back for Mitchell Stark. I mean, he's a number nine, for heaven's sake. If you don't think you can get him out, that's that's a bit absurd. But for the most part, they kept their patience. Uh, I'd like to have a mention for Jack Leach. I mean, what yeah. a rough tour he has had. The way he got treated at Brisbane, uh, then uh, you know, the, missing out in Adelaide when it probably would have been more to, to his liking, that sort of surface, coming into play here. He did ease into his spell. He had four fielders on the rope on the leg side at first and was bowling left arm around to the left-handers as though just to make sure he couldn't be smashed through the offside. But once he got into his work, you know, he did. He picked up the wicket of Cameron Green. He stuck to his task and, and I thought he, he seems a vulnerable character at times, but he, he, had, he did some decent work today and, and it, it paid off. Root caught really well today. Root kept the energy up well. You could often see him at slip trying to rev up the troops. He didn't handle Leach well at times, though. Uh, when Green walked out, England was still in the lead, albeit by, I don't know, maybe 10 runs. or 15 yeah. runs. And instead of trying to press home any advantage they'd 
accrued through that, let's say, the opening three hours of day of the day. Instead, there were three back straight away for Green, who hasn't made a score when it's mattered yet in the series. You know, Leach bowling to a right-hander around the wicket. There should have been catches around the bat. There was a slip, a long off, a long on, a deep square leg, and a deepish point. I, I don't think that he was served well at that particular juncture. Yeah. He ended up getting Green leg before, by the way, but it was more that, look, it, it was a sign that they just wanted Leach to get through the day, and to his yeah. credit, he did. Yeah, and, and that was, you know, that was all they needed him to do, I suppose, at that stage, and, and they'll hope that he will have something to bowl at in the fourth innings, but as I say, the fourth innings won't be coming very deep in the match. Yeah, and I think just on Australia's middle order, by the way, we brushed over that a little bit, but Head looked less convincing today, and that's okay. You don't need to be a world beater every time you play. Still made 27, got a start. Uh, but out in a way, Travis Head I was going to say, out in a way that Travis Head gets out. So, you know, just a nod to remember that he was out that way twice last year against India and lost his spot in the team. So, you know, just a, a reminder that he's not a world beater quite yet. Cameron Green already mentioned that he wasn't able to sort of capitalise on the fact that he faced about 60-odd balls and thus should have been more or less in. I mean, Smith was out early to, in that fantastic spell from Anderson. Labashane was out early. Uh, Mark Wood, who bowled his first spell at an average of 150 clicks. Crickviz had that, dropping their name every five minutes here today, as their fastest spell on record from an English bowler. I mean, again, really? you, you get a bit of a feel for the, a lot well, the that did go right. The previous one was Joffre Archer at Lords. Right, well, well there you go. Things that did go right and, and the last member of, of that uh, well, Alex I suppose Carey. that middle order, I was going to say Alex Carey, yeah, where, um, where you know, he, he was trying to be busy, he played a couple of reverse sweeps, but they probably missed the chance that group in the middle mm. to take it to 100 lead without requiring Cummins and Stark to put on, I think it was 34 for the for the ninth wicket, and they did nicely. Stark's in good form with the blade as it is so he's picked up from where he left off at Adelaide, but yeah, just simply acknowledging that it wasn't a faultless performance and, and the reason they're so far ahead in the game is because of the 14 wickets they've already taken. And it was basically the way things should have been set up before the series, which was two pretty dodgy batting sides mm. and two really good bowling attacks. That's so it. England did the bowling part today, but they've been let down once again by the uh, you know absolutely stark lack of runs from anybody who's not named Joe Root. Jeff, as we like to do on the final word daily, let's talk about our Hall of Fame, our nomination for the most amusing thing that happened or the most final word worthy thing that happened through the course thereof. All thanks to Zolio, Z-O-L-E-O, Z-O-L-E-O, Zolio, that satellite technology. Um, <laughs> it, it is it is a thing that helps you be connected at all times, no matter yep. where you are. You could be in the middle of the Sahara Desert yep. to pick but one. Maybe the, 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 the Sandy Desert. The, the Gobi Desert. The Gobi Desert, any desert. The Great Sandy Desert. Desert. What an original name for a desert. Well done, explorers in Australia. Oh, I'm going to call these the Blue Mountains. If Burke and or Wills had yeah. a Zolio back then, it would have yeah. ended better for them. Absolutely. They would have been able to send a text saying, we've had to abandon our piano, bring us another piano. They took a piano. <laughs> so, uh, look, there's a reason why things didn't go right for them besides the lack of satellite tech. But, yeah, it's a magic box that means that on your phone, from anywhere on the planet, you can send a text or an email or an SOS alert to any other phone on the planet. It is an extraordinary thing. You can win one with a year subscription worth over a thousand bucks. You click the link in the episode description beneath our show uh, and you fill in about six questions on a tiny survey and there you go. You can win one. And we'd love you to do it because uh, Zolio is supporting us. We want to support Zolio. Put your name in the hat for a free bit of kit as Jeff just explained then. The final word, Hall of Fame, the moment that, we, that tickled us most yes. through the day. Uh, I, I can't go, for me, beyond the hat-trick ball. I got my camera out. If you haven't seen the photo I popped on Twitter, it gives a sense of the expectation in the cordon. Uh -huh. I love a packed cordon any old time, but yep. the way they went up. Labashane's 
whole body is off the ground, like legs are in the air, even though Stark's uh-huh. already acknowledged the fact that it's missed the outside edge. But yep. what an MCG moment. There have been a number of them. Boland taking two wickets in the final over. We've been blessed already in the space of two days to have a, no- a number of signature MCG moments. Yeah, I, I think Scott Boland moments as well. We had some of those on day one, but also him scoring his first runs. Yes. Little edge through the cordon at number 11. And my word, didn't the crowd enjoy that one? So I loved that warm reception. And then they absolutely exploded when he uh, got that second wicket. We didn't mention this delivery, but Jack Leach got sent out as the night watchman for Ben Stokes. Lasted two deliveries, shouldered arms, fair enough given the line of the ball, and it just savagely came back off yep. the seam and took out his off stump. Poor old Jack Leach. He did some work with the ball, but that didn't work for him with the bat. They call him the MCG expert, Scott Boland, and it showed today, didn't it? He knows exactly the length to bowl on this pitch, which, by the way, the pitch is a cracker. Matt Page, I mean, can we take him everywhere we go? Yeah. If we could just have Matt Page curating every pitch around the world, Test cricket would be in far better nick. I've also got written down here that the diving attempt from James Anderson, the oh, Superman effort, yes. that was clobbered. Uh, and he went all the way to his right and nearly plucked it off. And just the, the, the sort of matter-of-fact way he picked up the ball and threw it back and shrugged his shoulders and got on with it. That's that very was, Jimmy. That was Pat Cummins playing a pull shot against Mark Wood. Full-blooded pull shot, serious pace. Didn't quite get it, so he hit it quite far in front of square. It's a on and Anderson, we we always talk about his advanced years, but he was <laughs> floating both feet off the ground, both arms outstretched, just didn't quite pull it in. But my God, that would have been such a good one for the highlight reel. So there, our candidates for the final word Hall of Fame for another day, Jeff. That's about enough from us, I think. Indeed. If you like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. You can support us on there. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us kind of anywhere: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, live, live Journal, yeah, Geo. Uh, cities. Uh, I'm sure I've got an AOL live chat account somewhere from when I used to live in the States. MSN Messenger. Friendster. Friendster. (laughs) There's the next account for us on the final word. Uh, This is what we do every day at the close of play. In all probability tomorrow we'll be talking about Australia retaining the Ashes. That's my prediction. I hope not but that's my sense of the way this test match is going. We'll see. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Good night from the G. Later. Thanks for listening to the Final Word Cricket Podcast. All of Adam and Jeff's previous episodes are available at finalwordcricket.com, including Storytime 20. That's 40 story times ago. 40. Almost a year's worth of nerd pledge. Why Storytime 20? Because it features comedian Will Anderson. It's a great chat. I think you're going to love it. Finalwordcricket.com for all things Final Word. And thanks once again to our friends at Brick Lane Brewing. Shop online at bricklanebrewing.com. Thanks for listening. More from Adam and Jeff real soon.